A brother once said to me that it was unfair, that the born again had an unfair advantage over the unsaved, and he was serious. He would be correct if it were not for the fact that the world's multitudes have rejected Christ's hand of salvation. The opportunity of redemption and of its marvelous powers and benefits was extended and is being extended again even in this feature, but carnal man tells Jesus to take a hike. I once told you a young man who was bound by his sins that I could see him, but he couldn't see me. If we were in a boxing ring, he would be at a serious disadvantage, unfair. The unsaved need to keep in mind that the born again were once exactly where they are. We were bound by the same devil bondages. We sat in the same blind darkness. But one day, in just a single moment, a miracle occurred. We repented and turned from our sinful ways, believing on the shed blood of Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son. In a mere moment, we were quickened, made alive by the Holy Ghost. We were born again, not a new leaf, a new life. Yes, we saw the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. John chapter 1, verse 9. Dear visitor, if you are not saved, it's true. We can see you, but you can't see us. But that can change today. The opportunity is being offered to you now. In just a moment, I will offer you a simple prompt. And if you follow me, everything changes for you today. Today, all your sin and shame will be washed away. Today, all of Satan's bondages will be broken, every single one, no matter how formidable they appear. You will see the light. Your moment, your opportunity is now. Here we go. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said Genesis 23, verses 2 through 6 and verse 9. And Sarah died in Kirjath Arba, the same as Hebron in the land of Canaan. And Abraham came to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. And Abraham stood up from before his dead and spake unto the sons of Heth, saying, I am a stranger and a sojourner with you. Give me a possession of a burying place with you, that I may bury my dead out of my sight. And the children of Heth answered Abraham, saying unto him, Hear us, my lord, thou art a mighty prince among us. In the choice of our sepulchres bury thy dead. None of us shall withhold from thee his sepulchre, but that thou mayest bury thy dead. And verse 9, That he may give me the cave of Machpelah, which he hath, which is in the end of his field, for as much money as it is worth, he shall give it me for a possession of a burying place amongst you. God said, 1 Timothy 4, verse 5, For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. God said, Galatians 6, verse 7, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Man said, Who needs Jesus? I like that line, follow the science, and all the other jaded axioms of foolishness the academics throw up. It's true that I don't know what they're talking about, but it is comforting. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 1059, that will again certify the perfect supernatural inerrancy of God's holy Bible.
All of these powerful features are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and as material with which to convince the gainsayers. Every Thursday eve, God willing, they grow by one. Take advantage of five highly beneficial features on God Said, Man Said. One, subscribe to the free God Said, Man Said podcast from your electronic device and receive a new feature every week. Number two, sign up for the God Said, Man Said weekly broadcast and fresh bread will be emailed to you, God willing, every Thursday eve. You may also download nearly 500 hours of God Said, Man Said features to your electronic device directly from the website. Listen to one every day. Number three, follow God Said, Man Said on Facebook and Instagram and give your social media feed the fresh bread it needs. Four, you have questions? God has answers. Type a keyword into the search bar top right and watch the screen populate with related information from Adam and Eve to quantum physics. And number five, use the tell a friend feature above to send a message to someone you love. It's so quick and easy. Thank you for coming. We are honored by your visit. Peace and joy be multiplied unto you. God said, man said, frequently receives questions regarding the Bible's position concerning burial and whether cremation, and now expanding to include liquefaction and composting of the dead, is God endorsed? This feature will answer those questions. God's Word, found in the majority text Holy Bible, is man's owner's manual, complete with operational instructions on how to navigate the human experience, as well as specific written warranties. Imagine just one book, and if your eyes are strong enough, it will fit into a man's back pocket or a lady's purse. Everything you'll ever need to know concerning this life is found between its covers. Much of God's Word is comprised of commandments and precepts, examples and instructions, and overall insights. Concerning the handling of the remains of the dead, God said, man said, knows of no direct commandment, but there are a plethora of biblical examples that point the way, and examples do carry serious weight. When Jesus washes the feet of the apostles, he makes this statement in John thirteen fifteen. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Examples carry weight. June chapter 1, verse 7, Jews, excuse me. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Cremation has overtaken traditional burial in the U.S., Traditional burial in the United States is considered to be a casket buried in the ground or interment in a mausoleum or sepulcher. But new burial procedures are being introduced, partially driven by climate change and a desire to protect the environment. These new methods are liquefaction and composting the body, and I believe these new methods will in short time rival cremation as burial of choice. Before we report on the world's latest rejection of God's Word, let's examine examples of burial practices in the Bible. The results of man's disregard will soon, and in some places, are already starting to turn up in the grocer's store and the water spigot. Last week, God said, man said, published the carnal law, we reap what we sow. 
an update on the problems of flushing human waste down the commode versus God's commandment to bury waste. The estimate was that in 2019, 60% of the biosolids remaining from the U.S. water treatment plants would be used as fertilizer on farmland, gardens, schoolyards, and lawns. Now human bodies will be the next thing to go down the drain and be converted into fertilizer. There are two biblical examples on how God's children buried their dead, and they are mausoleum or sepulcher interment and ground burial. Abraham, who was born around the time of Noah's death, is known as the father of faith. He gives us our first example in the Bible of dealing with the bodies of the deceased. Genesis chapter 23, verses 2 through 6 and verse 9. And Sarah died in Kirjath Arba, the same as Hebron in the land of Canaan. And Abraham came to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. And Abraham stood up from before his dead and spake unto the sons of Heth, saying, I am a stranger, stranger and a sojourner with you. Give me a possession of a burying place with you, that I may bury my dead out of my sight. And the children of Heth answered Abraham, saying unto him, Hear us, my lord. Thou art a mighty prince among us. In the choice of our sepulchres bury thy dead. None of us shall withhold from thee his sepulchre, but that thou mayest bury thy dead. And then verse 9. That he may give me the cave of Machpelah, which he hath, which is in the end of his field, for as much money as it is worth, he shall give it me, for a possession of a burying place amongst you. The first instance of ground burial is found in Genesis 35, verse 8. But Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died, and she was buried beneath uh, Bethel under an oak, and the name of it was called Elon Bakuth. Genesis thirty-five nineteen and 20. And Rachel died and was buried in the way to Ephrath, which is Bethlehem. And Jacob set a pillar upon her grave. That is the pillar of Rachel's grave unto this day. Jacob, the father of Israel, gives Joseph instructions for his death and burial in Genesis forty-nine twenty-nine through 31. And he charged them and said unto them, I am to be gathered unto my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephraim the Hittite. In the cave that is in the field of Machpelah, which is before Mamre in the land of Canaan, which Abraham bought with the field of Ephraim the Hittite for possession of a burying place. There they buried Abraham and Sarah his wife. There they buried Isaac and Rebekah his wife. And there I buried Leah. Jacob later renamed Israel, and Joseph were also concerned about their bones not to be left in Egypt, but commanded them to be buried in the promised land. Genesis forty-seven twenty-nine, And the time drew nigh that Israel must die, and he called his son Joseph and said unto him, If now I have found grace in thy sight, put, I pray thee, thine hand under my thigh, and deal kindly and truly with me. Bury me not, I pray thee, in Egypt. Genesis fifty twenty five and 26, And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones from hence. So Joseph died, being in a hundred and ten years old, and they embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. Additionally, it was a sign of disgrace to have no burying place, or to have your remains burned up or otherwise destroyed. Second Kings chapter nine thirty four through thirty seven. 
And when he was come in, he did eat and drink and said, Go see now this cursed woman and bury her, for she is a king's daughter. And they went to bury her, but they found no more of her than the skull and the feet and the palms of her hands. Wherefore they came again and told him, and he said, This is the word of the Lord, which he spake by his servant Elijah the Tishbite, saying, In the portion of Jezreel shall dogs eat the flesh of Jezebel, and the carcass of Jezebel should be as dung upon the face of the earth, a face of the field, excuse me, in the portion of Jezreel, so that they shall not say, This is Jezebel. Second Kings twenty five sixteen through 20. And as Josiah turned himself, he spied the sepulchres that were there in the mount, and sent, and took the bones out of the sepulchres, and burned them upon the altar, and polluted it, according to the word of the Lord, which the man of God proclaimed, who proclaimed these words. Then he said, What title is that that I see? And the men of the city told him, It is the sepulchre of the man of God, which came from Judah, and proclaim these things that thou hast done against the altar of Bethel. And he said, Let him alone. Let no man move his bones. So they let his bones alone with the bones of the prophet that came out of Samaria. And all the houses also of the high places that were in the cities of Samaria, which the king of Israel had made to provoke the Lord to anger, Josiah took away and did to them according to all the acts that he had done in Bethel. And he slew all the priests of the high places, that were there upon the altars, and burned men's bones upon them, and returned to Jerusalem. Tombs of the biblically famous live on with us today, including the tombs of King David and Lazarus, and the tomb of Jesus Christ, the King of Glory, borrowed for three days. These biblical examples carry serious weight, and they are very clear. But in spite of these clear examples, man, of course, has a better way. Unfortunately, the results of his disregard for God's word are very bleak indeed. The March 12, 2020 headline of usnews.com reads, More states legalize dissolving bodies in water. Several paragraphs follow. Until recently, people in the U.S. had two main choices for disposition of a body after death, burial or cremation. As the green burial movement has questioned the energy and resources required of these methods, another portion has emerged, dissolving a body in water or alkaline hydrolysis. A body is submerged in a solution of heated water and lye. After a matter of hours, everything but the bones dissolve into a liquid made up of water, salt, and other components, safe enough to go down the drain. The remaining bone fragments can be crushed into ash for scattering, burial, or memorialization. Body donation programs, such as the Mayo Clinic, have long used the process, sometimes known as water cremation. If it isn't available already, alkaline hydrolysis could arrive in a funeral home near you. Twenty states, including Florida, Utah, and Illinois, have legalized the process, especially, especially excuse me, over the past ten years. California legalized it in 2017, with the law taking effect on July 1. A Georgia bill legalizing alkaline hydrolysis for all funeral homes, not just ones that have a crematory, passed the Senate in February on its way to the House. A Texas bill 
has waited to move forward for the past three years, end of quote. Headline, May 11, 2021, catholicworldreport.com. Wisconsin State Approves Water Cremation for Human Use. Excerpts follow. A bill that would allow disposing of dead human bodies by dissolving them in a caustic chemical bath was approved without debate Tuesday by the Wisconsin Senate. The proposal, opposed by Wisconsin's five Catholic bishops, now goes on uh, to the state assembly. Senate Bill 228 expands the definition of cremation to include use of alkaline hydrolysis, a process that uses water, lye, heat, and pressure to turn body tissues into a liquid slurry that is disposed in the sewer system. What remains are bones that are pulverized and returned to the family in an urn. The Wisconsin Catholic Conference proposes, excuse me, opposes the bill, contending alkaline hydrolysis does not uphold the God-given dignity of the human body. Alkaline hydrolysis uses water, heat pressure, and chemical agent lye to dissolve the human body. Lye, also known as caustic soda, is used in various industrial applications such as soap making and as a drain cleaner. The technology has been widely used in Europe to dispose of cattle that died from mad cow disease. The first human use in the United States was by medical schools to dispose of cadavers used in laboratory instruction. The body tissues are reduced to an affluent or slurry likened to the consistency of motor oil. The solution is discharged into the wastewater treatment system. The bones left behind are then pulverized into powder and returned to the family in a manner similar to the remains from combustion cremation. Proponents of alkaline hydrolysis view the process as more environmentally friendly and energy efficient than traditional cremation. Bioresponse Solutions says its system uses 90% less energy than regular cremation, creates no greenhouse gas emissions, and returns 20% more ash to the family. The process destroys pathogens and toxins in the body, such as chemotherapy drugs. The resulting affluent is clean, sterile, and free of DNA, according to industry literature. The heart, mind, flesh, and bones of a human person are all elements of a unique creation down to the DNA, which must be honored even after death, said Kim Verkadium, VCC executive director at a recent public hearing. Our concern is that with alkaline hydrolysis, remains are washed into a wastewater system as though the body created by God never existed. Wastewater does not honor the sacredness of the body, nor does it allow the grieving to honor the dead after disposition. End of quote. Headline, BBC.com, Dissolving the Dead. The article reads in part, Bradshaw's Celebration of Life Center, a funeral home in Stillwater, Minnesota, is just one of 14 funeral homes in the world to offer this green option, dissolving bodies in an alkaline solution. Alkaline hydrolysis is said to be much more environmentally friendly than conventional cremation. They offer both services at the same price and say the new kind of cremation has proved an unexpected hit. Of their customers who choose not to be buried, about half of the total, 80%, opt for alkaline hydrolysis, end quote. Headline, vice.com. 
These funeral directors are dissolving dead bodies in water to help save the earth. Two, bar- two paragraphs follow. During the alkaline hydrolysis process, the body is placed inside a vessel and submerged in water, which is heated up to about 355 degrees. Potassium hydroxide is added as a base. The liquid remains that are left are flushed down the water waste system. Ed Gasbodo, owner of Sustainable Funeral in Arvada, Colorado, has spent the last decade improving the process. He wasn't satisfied with flushing the liquid human remains down the sewer. He came up with a new technique, alkaline hydrolysis 2.0, where he preserves the human liquid remains. Eventually, Gasvoto wants to donate the liquid remains to farmers and tree nurseries to use as fertilizer, end of quote. When one rejects the truth that man was made in God's image and likeness, and begins to show disrespect for human remains, everything goes. Consider this headline from May 22, 2019, on EchoWatch.com. Washington becomes first state to legalize human body composting. Excerpts follow. Washington became the first U.S. state to legalize human composting Tuesday, offering residents a more environmentally friendly way to dispose of their remains, AFP reported. The bill signed by governor and climate-focused presidential candidate Jay Inslee would allow people who die in Washington after May 2020 to forego burial or cremation and have their bodies turned into soil through a process called recomposition. Recomposition offers an alternative to embalming and burial or cremation that is natural, safe, sustainable, and will result in significant savings in carbon emissions and land usage. Catherine Spade, who worked to develop the process and lobbied for the bill, told AFP, end quote. May 29, 2019. Headline of Deseret.com reads, Liquid cremation, composting, and other new approaches raise questions about how to honor the dead and the environment, it reads in part. New methods of dealing with human remains are emerging as families increasingly seek ways to lay a loved one to rest without hurting the environment or spending a lot of money. They're also challenging long-held beliefs about how to honor the deceased. In Washington state, lawmakers recently approved legislation that will allow natural organic reduction, a means by which human remains can be turned into compost that can be spread on lawns or flower beds. Washington also legalized alkaline hydrolysis, a process in which a body is dissolved in a bath of chemicals, which Utah also made legal in 2018. According to Recompose, a Seattle-based company, bodies will be covered with organic materials like straw and wood chips, which over a few weeks gently convert human remains into soil so that we can nourish new life after we die. The process was tested last year at the University of Washington using six donated bodies. Katrina Spade, the founder of Recompose, said a human corpse would be placed in an eight-foot by four-foot container that is temperature and moisture controlled and continuously rotated. After about a month, families would be given the remains, which would amount to about 
one cubic yard of, a, of mulch like substance that can be spread over lawns and gardens, Gene Johnson of the Associated Press reported. One cubic yard is about the amount that can fill two large wheelbarrows. There is a great comfort in the idea that when I die, my physical body will undergo a transformation, and I will no longer be human. I will be part of nature, Katrina Spade, the founder of Recompose. The finished product smells a lot like topsoil you would buy at the nursery. Really beautiful, rich soil, Spade told Business Insider. As for potential pathogens, Recompose said there would be some people who would not be eligible for the service, such as anyone who died of a highly contagious disease, such as Ebola, or a prion disease, which causes degeneration of the brain, such as Kretzfeldt-Jacob disease, end quote. A few final statements concerning the alkaline hydrolysis method of body disposal came from naturalnews.com, May 17, 2021. Now, 20 U.S. states have legalized the practice of liquefying dead people, dumping their flesh goo down the sewage drains, harvesting the sewage's biosludge, and spreading it on food crops as a form of fertilizer. Welcome to 2021 in America, where the dead are liquefied and fed to the living, almost like a scene ripped out of the Matrix. Now, states like Wisconsin are adding liquefied human flesh goo remains to the biosludge cocktail, actually dumping human DNA and vaccine-originating RNA fragments onto food crops, apparently oblivious to the transgenetic process of transfection that may wreak havoc on the sustainability of future food crops and soil microbiomes. End of quote. Again, according to uh, Deseret.com, one CEO of a company that manufactures equipment for alkaline hydrolysis said the final product of the liquefaction process is a nutritious broth, suitable for fertilizing lawns and plants, and said the liquid benefits the sewage plants into which it is pumped, end of quotes. That's truly comforting, don't you think? There has seldom been a time when First Timothy chapter 4, verse 5 has been more relevant than now, as the world follows the science right down the drains. Concerning the dinner plate, 1 Timothy 4, 5 reads, For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Pray, saints. God's word is true in righteous science, even in errant science. Disregard it and get Galatians 6, 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Man's sewage and now his body are flushed. When God says, bury it, this will turn out badly. Carnal man made in the image of God has lost all honor. Build your life upon the beautiful book. It is the only safe place. And as one should expect, it was right all along. God said, Genesis 23, 2 through 6 and verse 9. And Sarah died in Kirjath Arba the same as Hebron in the land of Canaan. And Abraham came to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. And Abraham stood up from before his dead and spake unto the sons of Heth, saying, I am a stranger and a sojourner with you. Give me a possession of a burying place with you, that I may bury my dead out of my sight. And the children of Heth answered Abraham, saying unto him, Hear us, my lord, thou art a mighty prince among us. In the choice of our sepulchres, bury thy dead. 
none of us shall withhold from thee his sepulchre, but that thou mayest bury thy dead. And then verse 9. That he may give me the cave of Machpelah, which he hath, which is in the end of his field, for as much money as it is worth, he shall give it me for a possession of a burying place amongst you. God said, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5, For it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. God said, Galatians 6, verse 7, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Man said, Who needs Jesus? I like that line, follow the science. And all the other jaded axioms of foolishness the academics throw up. It's true that I don't know what they're talking about, but it is comforting. Now you have the record.